welcome to the Sensitive and Soulful Show. If you're the type of person who's often heard that you're too sensitive, you're too emotional, you're just too much, this is your place. Hi, my name is Alyssa Boyer and I'm a mentor for highly sensitive people. My mission in life is to help other highly sensitive souls learn how to embrace their sensitivity as a gift. Each week, I will share tools, tips, and stories for you to learn how to lean into your sensitivity and learn how to work with it instead of fighting against it. I believe the world is a better place when more sensitive, deep-feeling people feel comfortable and confident in their skin, and I can't wait to show you how. So, get comfy, and let's dive in. Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Sensitive and Soulful Show. Today we are going to be talking about why highly sensitive people often second guess themselves and how we can stop doing that. This is something that I want to help you with because I used to be one of those people who second guessed myself all the time. I struggled to make my own decisions. I always was looking to everyone else for guidance and I didn't trust myself to have the answers. I remember I would come out of like social situations and second guess like, why did I say that? I'm such an idiot. I must have sounded so dumb. I was hard on myself and I just second guessed literally every single thing that I did. And I hear this from a lot of other HSPs that second guessing is a second nature thing. It's just hard for a lot of highly sensitive people to have that self-trust and trust in our ability to make good decisions or go into situations and say the right thing, like whatever that looks like for you, wherever you tend to second guess, let's talk about it. So I think that... The main reason, honestly, so many people, so many highly sensitive people struggle with second guessing is a lack of self-trust. I think this is huge. I think this is at the core of it for pretty much every highly sensitive person, which might be bold for me to say, but I really, really believe it. And so I think a lot of HSPs struggle to trust themselves because if you think about it, for most highly sensitive people, we have kind of felt different misunderstood, sometimes wrong for being the way that we are. So many of us heard that we were too sensitive and too dramatic and too emotional. And so what we probably gathered from that, many of us, is that, wow, the way that I am naturally is wrong. It's bad. It's undesirable. It's it's not safe to be me. I can't be me because it causes problems. That's definitely the belief that I personally internalized. And so, you know, over the years, we hold on to that belief and it starts to separate us from ourselves. It separates us from our ability to trust in the way that we feel, the way that we think, etc. For me, I remember I used to have such bad anxiety in my in my teens. And I remember I would talk to my mom about it and I would literally say to her, I don't know if the way I'm feeling is real or if I'm just crazy. Like I genuinely could not trust my feelings because I felt like I was just out of whack and that 
and that there was something severely wrong with me. Like I didn't have a grasp of reality. And so I couldn't trust my feelings. I remember, yeah, having that feeling a lot and just being like, I don't know if, if the way I'm feeling is right. And so in retrospect, I can see like, yeah, I did not trust myself and I didn't trust the way that I felt. And so when we go so many years without trusting ourselves, we become insecure. It's very much like we are outsourcing our power, our decisions, our worthiness to everyone else because we are not trusting in ourselves. We are not firmly rooted and grounded in who we are. So we're really letting it be up to everyone else and the world around us to kind of give us the answers and let us know that we're doing good enough. For instance, with the socializing example, like say you went to a party and you talked to a few different people and you're like sitting there afterwards, you're like, wow, I was so awkward. Why did I say that? Or why didn't I ask this question? Like, oh my gosh, I just feel like such a dork. No one probably liked me, you know, just like going into that spiral, second guessing ourselves, feeling it like what we did was not good enough. And again, if we kind of tie this into the self-trust piece, it's in that moment, we are not trusting in our ability to show up. We are not trusting that the way we are naturally, us being authentic, we're not trusting that that's good enough. We are literally being so hard on ourselves and letting the rest of the world determine if we are good enough, if we are correct or not. So that's like, at our core, what I believe is going on for so many of us. Another example would be if we always ask everyone else's opinions before we make decisions. Like, I think it's great, you know, to have important people in your life weigh in on big life decisions. But if you are literally outsourcing everything to everyone else and like literally being paralyzed before making a decision because you can't trust yourself to make the right decision, like that's a problem because you're not trusting yourself to make the decision. You're not trusting that you have the capacity, the wisdom, the intuition. You're not trusting in your ability to make the best choice for you. You are instead giving that power to someone else. And what that signals is a lack of self-trust and insecurity, and they're very much hand in hand. And so the biggest thing I think that we need to do is obviously strengthen our self-trust and strengthen the way that we feel about ourselves. My favorite way to help people start strengthening their self-trust is to be a trustworthy person. And so what I mean by this is be a person who keeps your word to yourself. Show yourself that you are a trustworthy person. And this can be in daily small actions, like drinking the amount of water that you say you're going to do. Like if you say you're going to drink one cup of water first thing every morning, start actually doing that. If you say that you're going to be off your phone every night at 8 p.m., start actually doing that. Follow through on the little promises that you make to yourself, because this is a, a the perfect way to show yourself that you have your own back. You can trust yourself. When we show ourselves that we have our own back, then that translates into the bigger experiences in our day-to-day life. For instance, for me, like here's a big one that I did. When I was 22, I moved from Minnesota to California and I didn't have friends here. I didn't know how things were going to play out, but I, I went out and I did it. I took the risk. And 
I survived. I made friends. I was able to get by financially. Was I broke for the first two years? Yes, (laughs) but I made it work. And that was like a time in my life where it was a big opportunity for me to learn how to trust myself. And I did. I proved to myself that I could handle it and I have my own back. And from there, it just grew. My confidence grew, my self-trust grew, and I started to see more and more examples of times where I could have my own back and I could really trust myself. So I first want you to like start small, start with the daily habits, make it super achievable, by the way, like don't put all these brand new things on your list and set yourself up to not follow through because then you're just gonna be frustrated. So start with something very small that is totally achievable every day. Keep your word to yourself and watch how this starts to build your self-trust. Like, I swear, it sounds so simple and it is, and it really, really helps. I, I've worked on with this, on this with several of my HSP clients and it was so cool to see the way their self-confidence shifted because then, like I said, it starts to translate into daily life. You're like, oh, okay, I got my, I have my own back. I'm the type of person who follows through Thus, when you go into a social setting or you have a decision to make, you start you start to have more of this foundation of self-trust and self-confidence. So it's like you've already proven to yourself that you can figure things out. Some other tips that I think are really helpful, because so many of us HSPs are empaths and can have the tendency to kind of like pick up other people's stuff and like morph you know, to be more like the people around us a lot of times, like completely unknowingly. And so one thing I would encourage you to do is take a social media detox, like take some time away from social media. So you're not just absorbing everyone else's likes, dislikes, interests, their life, all of the things like take a step back take a break and reconnect to yourself because I think a lot of times we're like second guessing ourselves because we're comparing ourselves so much to other people and wondering if the way that we're doing it is good enough. And you know what? We got to stop that crap. We got to stop that. You are doing awesome. And I think a lot of times just comparing ourselves to people online and people in our lives, it only hurts our own feelings. And why are we going to go hurt our own feelings? I am not interested in doing that. So I would totally recommend taking a social media break, maybe a week, maybe two weeks, and spend that time being more introspective and getting more in touch with your own likes and your own dislikes and your own essence and like who you are as a person. I think that goes along with my other tip, which is like self-study. So start to get to know yourself. If you feel like you're one of those people that kind of like morphs into everyone else or you just always put other people's opinions and thoughts before your own, we are going to cut that out and we're going to get to know ourselves better. I think so many of us HSPs kind of lose ourselves along the way because we have the lack of self-trust where we're not trusting that the way we are is good enough. So we're kind of like picking things up from the world around us and taking little bits and pieces of everyone else And then kind of forgetting, like, what do we even want? Not to mention so many HSPs struggle with people pleasing and really like overgiving. And so a lot of times we can almost lose our identity because we're always showing up for everyone else and we're forgetting to show up for ourselves. So I would definitely recommend having time for self-study, self-inquiry. And what I mean by that is doing some journaling. 
doing some meditation. Maybe you take a week where you don't listen to any podcasts. You don't watch TV. I know that might sound crazy, but some of you listening I know are like, ooh, that kind of sounds nice. So what I mean is not taking in everyone else's input, but rather having time that is just you and your thoughts and who you are at your essence and what you like and what your dislikes are. You need to start getting familiar with yourself and who you are at your core. I think a lot of us can lose track of that and forget these things. Another thing that we can do, like I mentioned a little bit, is just like actually learning your likes and dislikes. Let's say your partner asks, where do you wanna go for dinner? And you might be that person who's like, oh, I don't care, wherever you wanna go. No, we are not gonna do that. I want you to start making it a practice to have an opinion and get more in touch with what you like and what you dislike. So, you know, it's not like you have to be difficult or whatever, I'm not saying that at all, but practice like having an opinion and practice expressing what you want and kind of get more in touch with what actually you enjoy and what things you don't wanna spend your time doing. And so this is a very simple practice that you can do. Like if you're doing something and you like it, like say to yourself, I like this. Get in touch with yourself and kind of actually notice in that moment, I like this and say that to yourself. Help it become more concrete. And then on the flip side, if you're watching a show or you're doing something that you don't like, I don't like this. It sounds silly and it sounds like just kind of like, okay, whatever, but I want you to try it because I want you to get more in touch with yourself, who you are, what you like, what you dislike. I want you to get more comfortable having an opinion and trusting yourself and trusting what you like and trusting what feels good. Because one of the superpowers of being highly sensitive is our strong intuition. We have the ability to tap in to ourselves and get guidance. And the guidance we can get within is so much better than the guidance we can get from asking every single person in our lives. I'm now at this place in my life where I seriously, I do what I'm going to do. And I rarely ask people their opinion. With all due respect, I don't care. (laughs) Of course, with like important life decisions or making an investment or things like that, of course, I'm like bringing my husband on board and making sure we're on the same page, things like that. Like, of course, like use discernment. But when it comes to like creative projects or going a certain direction in my business or whatever, I do what I do. I trust myself. I don't need 85 opinions. I trust my intuition. And so These practices will help you get more in tune with yourself and kind of quiet the noise around you. And when you quiet the noise around you, and when you start to get more in touch with yourself, it becomes so much easier to listen to your intuition and to let that guide you. And it's really magical what happens when you start living your life led more by your intuition because that internal guidance system is so strong and so powerful and it cannot lead you astray. Like I promise you, the best things have happened in my life now that I live being led more by my intuition. So if that's a topic you want me to talk about on the show, please let me know. Send me a DM on Instagram because I think it's a fun topic to talk about, but I only want to do a show on it if you guys are interested. So let me know. But I hope you enjoyed this episode and found it helpful. As always, please leave an honest review and share this episode with somebody you think really needs it. And I can't wait to catch up with you next week. Bye for now. 
Thank you so much for joining me. If you like this podcast, please be sure to rate, subscribe, and share it with a friend who might need it. And I can't wait to chat with you next time. Sending you all the love. Talk soon.